What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 52 of Learn and Become podcast. And today I want to start different with a word. The word is pioneer. And the meaning is a person who is among the first to explore or settle a new country or area. And I chose this word because we have today my aunt, which is a pioneer in mm -hmm. living abroad. And her decision many years ago changed the course of our family a lot uh, for myself and for many of us. And also, Deborah, thank you for being here. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And how are you? Aunt Rosemary, I think it's the first time I call you like that. That's my name. Yes, I am your Aunt Rosemary, and you call me a pioneer. I'm good, thank you. Yes, so you're a pioneer. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, and for thank you for inviting me over. I think the thank coolest key about this podcast is going to be the accent. Like, you have your accent, I have my accent, and Aunt Rosemary has no accent. Like I do. We all have accents. Come on. Yes, we have different accents. <laughs> you know, as well, everybody yeah. has their own accent. But exactly. Like it, I'm, I'm hearing you, and I'm like, "Where's your accent?" Like I, I hear oh, no. and I can yeah. tell. Like I can uh, hear his accent, you know. But yeah. you don't have an accent, and it's the first yeah. time I realized yeah. that. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But this is something that I hear a lot, every yeah. single day, at yeah. work. I hear that. People ask me, where are you from? Okay. Uh, and they think I'm from um, Puerto Rican. Or, because they think that if I was born here, you know, that's another question that I, that I get. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's just a natural thing. You know, I think we all have uh, some abilities and I think my ability is probably with languages. Probably. Not probably, yeah. for probably. sure. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when did you first go to the U.S.? Talking about languages and development. And, and, and uh, being a pioneer and explorer. I first arrived in New York in 1988, December of 1988. December and she always counted how many years she's in there because of me. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Deborah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Deborah is always my reference because when I I um first came to the United States, uh Deborah wasn't born yet. So she was born the next year, 1989, in June. So it's like six months. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel about being there for so long? You know, you don't really uh, uh, feel that it's been a lifetime, you know? That's a weird feeling because, you know, I when I look at Deborah, when I look at my family members, then I, I can really, like, visualize the time length that I've been here. Mm -hmm. Yes. But in terms of my daily, you know, routine, it's, you know, I think life goes by too fast. Even if you were in New York, Brazil, or, you know, Texas, or, you know, anywhere. And yeah, it's cool true. that to think that you lived in the United States now more than you've ever lived in Brazil. How crazy. That's, that's correct. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have more years in living in, in New York, in the United States than the number of mm. years that I lived in Brazil. Yes, and correct. Did you get to live in a different city other than New York? When I first came, I worked as a babysitter and I used to work for a family and I lived with this family, and that, but that was in Connecticut, which is a state that's uh, a neighbor state. I went there so, with you, I think. No, I think you you probably went to New Jersey or no, Connecticut. We took a train and that was like maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, you, we went to visit a friend of yes. mine in Connecticut. Yes, 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 that, that was Connecticut, yes. That day, I think we went through I forgot the name of the huge station, train station. Uh, in New York, uh, Central, they have the, the Central Se Station. Grand, Grand Central. The one from Grand Central. Yes. The, the one. one that you can see in many movies. Yes. I yeah. felt, I Is felt it like Madagascar? I was in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Madagascar. Yes. Madagascar. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a place that every tourist should go. Yes. I two years should go there. Like last time I was in New York is the first time I went there with Nick. Was uh, it was a Christmas season. Uh huh. Yeah. Living in the states for like three, four years by then, and yes. had gone yes. to New York more than a few times, and I never had the chance to go there. So when I went there, I was like, okay, that's now, cool. <laughs> now, 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 now you know Grand Central. Yeah, yeah. But you know yeah. something cool. I, uh, when I was there, uh, because when I lived back to Brazil, um, when I left, when I left back to Brazil, my, uh, we, I spent two weeks in your house, right? Like when my mom was there, Chechida was there and everybody right. was there. Right. Um, we, I was walking on the street, up your street and the day, next day, I got my flight and went to Brazil. And when I got in Brazil, I was watching a series or movie, I don't remember. And the same street was there, like the same what, building. What, the, what same, the same street? The one, the same street the one I walked Queens? the day before. The, uh, the one you walked in Manhattan. In Manhattan? No, it was in your neighborhood. It was in Brooklyn. Well, not Brooklyn. Queens. Queens. Queens, yes. So the same street, the same building was the one I was right the there the day before. Isn't it crazy? It, it's, like, oh. it, 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 that's interesting. That's a very, very, yes, that's interesting. That's a good experience. Yeah. The first time I got there, I felt yesterday. that. Yeah. I said the first time I went to New York, I felt mm -hmm. that same feeling. I felt like I was mm -hmm. in a Spider-Man movie. Exactly. Like, oh, that's crazy. Yes. Like, I I'll think see Peter, this... pa Peter Park walking by. Like, Peter so... Park. <laughs> yes. I, or that's the, yeah. I think that's, that's flying, the, but... uh, when I walk, even now, you know, so many years later, as I walk in New York City, I feel the same way. I feel really? that I'm in a. Yes. Yes. I'm a, I thought it was I'm like a, a first time it, thing. It, no, no. Everything. In, I, 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 it amazes me to, 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 to see places. And uh, when I walk around and like a, now that I have a, a, I have a third job and I go from my, my job, my day job to my evening job, 
then I walk in areas and I'm like, oh my God, this looks like a, you know, like a movie scene, like a place that they would, you know, record a movie. Yes. You're like, if they hadn't recorded a a movie here yet, they should. They, they'll come by. Yes, they will. And what fascinates you the most about the city? Oh, definitely the diversity. You know, the fact that we get, we have people from different countries. You can eat any type of food that you can think of. Not me, because I'm very picky. But if you want to eat food from Tibet, you're going to find a place to go and eat food from Tibet, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to eat food from Bangladesh, so you're going to find a place to eat. And the, 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 the languages... The variety of cultures, when you ride the subway, you see so many different people wearing different outfits. And, uh, and that tells us a lot about their origins. Like uh, if you see someone um, wearing the type of uh, outfit will, will really give you a lot of information about that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's it's a yeah. melting pot. That's what, yeah. what we call New York City is a melting pot. Yeah. I always tell people who are going to America and say, oh, I'm going to United States. It's like, really, where? New York City is like, no, you're going no. to the city of the world. The you're city not going to of United the world. States. Like, yes. the least you're going to see is America there. You're going to see the world no Americans. there. Exactly. You know, yes. like, you, yes. you see one another, but the American culture, you don't find yes. it in New York. No. You find I, every other culture. And, that, of course, a little bit of the American. But yes. it's every other there, the, you know. It, and, it, that's, that's one thing that's very important that you're saying, Deborah, that you came to the United States and you happened to get married with an American born, right? Uh, like someone yeah. who's really uh, American, like from, you know, his family side, not that yeah. his parents were from another country, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's Real like, American. I don't know how many generations back that, you know, I don't know if you know, but I think that he, he, that's a third generation. For, from his dad's side, yeah, he, his mom was a second, first, well, first generation, Ukraine family, first generation, and then his dad and then him. Yeah. Okay, so Ukraine. But is there any yeah. other country uh, from? Um... Uh, my mother-in-law side was Irish. Irish. And I don't know how many uh, generations how many back. Generations because the the, the, uh, the Irish people arrived, you know, many many years ago. But yeah. what I wanted to say was that your um, exposure to the American culture is. Um, you're, you, you're having a chance to be exposed in a way that I was never exposed. Because when yeah. you live in New York City, we are dealing with people from all over the world. And in Deborah's case, she's dealing with a family that is like an all-American family, you know. So that's well, a different experience. my family experience. is not the most normal. Not like, the most normal? They do, yeah, they do have Thai food for Christmas, which they have Thai food for Christmas. Norm. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But do they so celebrate? I put that they are the normal ones, in America, but they are definitely closer than what you have experienced for sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, yes. And, and and the interesting thing, I have friends at work, American friends, but in my you know my group of friends, I don't have American friends. You know really? that I well no I do not. You know I have coworkers, but people that I 
you know, interact on a daily basis? No, I don't, I don't have American friends. Okay. And that's in an interesting thing after all these years. Yes. Um, in New York. It's New York for you. That's in, a New York, exactly. In, in New York City, are there more Americans or non-Americans in the city? So you're, uh, that, that's a question that I would have to research and to give you the right numbers. You're going to find a lot of Americans. But uh, in my experience, I can only say to you about my own experience. Um, I, I, you know, I know people in my building that are Americans, but I don't go to their apartments. You know, like uh, we don't visit each other. My friendship, my 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 group of friends is mostly uh, Brazilians. And that's yeah, I don't know in your case, Deborah. Deborah, in your case. Well, now. I'm in the military, which right. gives me more American uh, families and friends to be interact, yeah. interact and be part of a group of friends. But uh, I think what you said that I have been married to an American person who has all the roots of an American. Roots of American. Um, I get to hang out with Americans more. But when I was here as an au pair, I hang out with uh, Brazilians, too. Brazilians, right? Because yeah. uh, it's such a cultural shock yes. for me, at least for mm -hmm. me, when it comes to Americans, that I had a hard time at first to uh, friend them Inter because Inter they're very mm -hmm. private people, which is not a bad thing, but they're very private, they keep to themselves, and Brazilians are the opposite. Maybe we need to find some limits, but... <laughs> But, but we're the opposite, right? Like we just come, people come, you're welcome, you know? And yes. not that Americans are not like that, but it, there is a difference, you know, it's just different. And it for is. you to learn the difference and adapt to the difference, that takes time and opportunities, which for, uh, for Andrew's Mary, the opportunities are not as um, often is it yeah yes it, it, yes I don't uh, it, it, and I don't know it seems to me that um, maybe I don't go out that much you know I don't socialize my social life is not like a, as active maybe you know there, there are many variables that could you know yeah. be the yeah the reason for for that yeah but and which I, is a thing a dangerous things for a lot of people who try to go to New York to learn English because they a lot of the time won't learn English because they're not around people speaking English. Definitely, definitely. You know? Yes, this is what I hear a lot at, at school. You know, when when I hear from my students, they say that they never interacted with the language. And mainly uh, since uh, the second population in New York City is the Hispanic population. And that's an interesting thing because people also, because of the way I look, they just assume that I'm Hispanic. And uh, it's a very complicated issue, uh, a topic, because I need to tell them I am Latin, but I'm not Hispanic. And it, 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 it sometimes it, it's, it, you know, some people don't, don't really accept the fact that Brazil was colonized by Portugal and the other states, the other, the other countries were colonized by Spain. So therefore, yeah. we are not Hispanics, but yeah. we are Latin. Yes. I love that. In college, people used to think that I spoke Spanish and exactly. that the capital of Brazil was Buenos Aires. 
No. So, <laughs> no, I, I never heard that. I never heard about the yeah, capital I've, of Brazil, Buenos Aires. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've heard that. They but think it's Rio for me. Every time Rio, Sao Paulo, somebody's going to think that those two are the capital of Brazil. It's like, no, it's Brazilian. I know I've never heard of it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Isn't I, I, that I the always, name of the country? I, I always tell never. people that the structure of Brazil is very similar to the United States. We have the states and we have which is the DC and the United States, we have Brasilia that is inside of a state, just like DC is inside of Maryland. Yes, that's nice. So the, the, the way it is structured is very similar, even the, the government. It's yeah, a democracy, the, the, our, but we don't have yeah. the big corruption. That's the big difference. Yes. Yeah, we, we do became Republicans and use the constitution of United States to write ours. Too, so as a reference like, did they uh, uh, did yeah. they uh the, to write the, the 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 brazilian uh first constitution yeah they used it was it? a reference so they they then they raised some stuff maybe oh, they yeah. used the <laughs> they changed a lot of stuff too <laughs> yeah but yes. yeah it was uh, it was like a, an example yeah yeah an example of it, I guess. Exactly. As to be fair, okay. that things didn't come here as uh, used not to arrive so fast in between countries, right? Now it's yeah. right there in the click. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I feel very bad. That's one problem that I see after living uh, uh, out of Brazil for so many years uh, and observing from an outsider that uh, I've seen like two generations already, right? Uh, becoming adults and the corruption, the economical problems are still there, you know, and to see yeah. now that, you know, what's going on with the country, like the, the vision of the Brazil, the Brazilians are like, uh, you know, they're always talking about this, uh, what's uh, Bolsonaro or Lula, and now we have Lula coming back to and and trying to like a team. possibly exactly it's yeah. like a soccer you know it's like a soccer team, soccer team. exactly rivals yes yeah. Yeah. and uh, I I don't know I I I I have a feeling that we're gonna have a, a more generations going through this but I feel like the mm -hmm. same here though with Democrats and Republicans like mm -hmm. I I'm as an outsider that hasn't been here for as long right. I feel like the rival not as as um Polarized. what is the word no, it is definitely polarized. Very, po it's very, very as, polarized. Um, but what? It's not as passionate, you know, like the, the yeah. soccer team fan rival is a passionate thing, right? People get so passionate about, they get, uh, they are rivals and they fight and they even stop talking but, to each other, right? They don't have. You're talking about Brazil. Yeah, no, but, they, but no, but this, this, but, here this, I don't this, feel it's the but this passion thing. is something that's happening now. It wasn't like that before. Yeah, it's new to the, to the culture. Yeah. Now yeah, here they have this, uh, the Democrats and the, and the Republicans, but in my, in, in terms of the, um, um, the uh, politics in, in the United States, what I found the most interesting was to see when Trump became the president of the United States, it was like, you know, to me, it was a unique experience to see someone who was not into in politics. He was a businessman and uh, mm -hmm. he, he stayed as, you know, he stayed uh, there in, in DC for four years. And yes. that was different. very yeah, crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. It was different. 
Yeah. But I feel mm-hmm. like that is different. The, the, the male, the, uh, this division of in politics is very clear in the United States, just as being very clear in Brazil, except that I feel like the way it's treated is a little bit different, but by the people, you know, the, the differences, but um, I the difference think might be just the people. From, the people yeah. might be different. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Being, and, and, being... and they have a lot of, a lot of, uh, um, political groups like uh you know like in brazil you have so many uh mm. parties and here complicated. yeah it is yes mm. and, and being yeah. in talking about the difference between people and just uh you've lived more time of your life in new york than in brazil do you feel more like a new yorker or a brazilian by this point at this point, I consider myself a citizen of the world. <laughs> Just live in New York. <laughs> I'm a citizen of the world. I think I, when I'm I'm here, but I'm not 100% involved into the culture. But when I go to Brazil, I don't feel uh, that I'm part of the culture either. Because even when people talk about different things and or what's going to happen, something that's happening in and and more people like music or uh, soap operas or something Mm -hmm. or uh like a line that they are used to using it and then i'm like oh i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what this is and i'm not i'm not even here that long and i've already lost you (laughs) right yeah i'm I'm still enjoying the music from the time i heard in college and then i go back and they're like oh i don't know that was good oh i don't know that one who's that singer i have never heard of it yes yes and they talk about (laughs) that i'm i'm here and i'm i'm lost with music cultural (laughs) things you're good (laughs) Not so many styles much. okay yes that's good to know so that's you, you feel know. like you're you're a citizen of the world new yorker yes, yes. that's amazing and you're saying that you have uh you got a third job so you're working in three places yes yes right now i even got uh, another fourth uh uh, uh, not a, it, it's something in my school. What I do is uh, during the day, I work in a public school, which is uh, New York City is the biggest uh, district in terms of uh, public schools. I work with middle school students and I work with students like uh, in Brazil, they changed the, the, the structure of the education. But in the old days, that would be that was going to be like as if it was first. Um, what is the name of it? fifth uh sixth seventh and eighth grade what was that called elementary school no elementary no no, no. it's called funda, uh, funda, uh, exactly yeah. exactly yeah, but yes. now instead of be divided by two terms right it's, it's, only a, one. it's a full one from first yeah. grade to eight grade. to eight to eight so, grade. Yeah. right so middle, yeah, I, middle yeah. school will be right. between fifth and high school basically and fifth, uh, yes i work in a school that has students from pre-k which is like four years old until eighth grade. And I work with middle school students and that's, that, that is with um, sixth, seventh and eighth graders. And, and, uh, but I don't go to the classroom. I don't have a classroom. I, we use the system called push in or pull out or stand alone. 
So depending on the level of the students, I, if the student's new to the country, then I take him out of the classroom and then we, we, we work together on a standalone setting. Nice. If the student has been there, has been in the country or has passed the test and is in a different level, I push in. So I go into the classroom and I help the students in a specific uh, content area, which is right now I'm working with uh, the students in science and uh, special education is a group of students that has a lot of uh, issues in terms of writing and reading. So I work with them too. So that's pushing in or pulling out. And that's mm -hmm. during the day. Um, so the school offers a recovery program. So it's like a, a one hour after school, the school ends at 2.30. So I now started a teaching a students for, for one hour as a recovery. So they will stay in school from 2.30 until 3.30 and I'll have a small group of students. Um, in I have another job and I work for a nonprofit organization that offers a free English classes to immigrants and I and that's in the evening and I work on Tuesdays uh, third, uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays in the evening. I teach right now I'm teaching uh, through Zoom and uh, but we were supposed to go back to to, to the building to to teach in person uh, but because of Omicron, we are online right now. And on Saturdays, I work from nine to five with adults through the city too. That's everything is, these are all free programs. And uh, that these are my four jobs. I don't know if you got it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, it, I did. I you got, got it. Yeah. You got it, right? The recovery yeah, program, we have the day job, the uh, Zoom job, and the Saturday job. Many jobs. That's a lot of jobs. How did you become a teacher? How did I become a teacher? Okay, I when I had Lucas, uh, your cousin Lucas, I was, I uh, prior to having Lucas, I had a job uh, working for a Banco de Brazil. And uh, this type of job is a, a job called nine to five job. So you work from nine until five o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like concerned. I knew that I was going to have a second child. And I thought that I needed a job that I could um, manage family and work at the same time. So when Lucas was born in, in January of 2000, I, uh, I started substituting, working as a substitute teacher in September of 2000. So that's when I started working as well. Lucas is now 22 years old. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh I feel older. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, no. Look at Deborah. She's crying. She's <laughs> like, no, because she, you see, we can see the time, how time flies through the family members. Yeah. I told you that. Yep. That's yes. crazy. When I see cousins, I'm I like, don't I'm know their names. Like you mean don't know their names. Something. Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I didn't realize he was in his twenties already. I, I'm still stuck with him, like on his fourteen, sixteen, because Teenage, I think that's when that, I that, saw him. Exactly, that's what you have. What? Yeah, he finished <laughs> school. Yes, and he's waiting uh, to start the new cycle at a uh, uh, four-year college. Unbelievable! Is he he's going in to college. Japan. He's in college. 
he, he finished <laughs> the two years college and he's transferring to a four-year college. Yeah. He did a community college. Like he did a community college, yes. Wow. And he completed it in an associate's degree. Eric just Eric just turned 27 this month. Eric, I know. And, I was thinking and, about and, that. And you like, were going to turn 27 February 5th. Sixth. Next week. Sixth. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. So yes. That's There's crazy. some I know I know some dates. I don't know all the dates. No. Too many people. So, Not even mine. So you're good. You do. <laughs> yes. You know, I am so terrible. I thought I was going to get better in technology, but I think it's an age thing, you know? Unbelievable. You think good. And every time I go to a professional developments, you know, like Google and uh, all these PDs that I go to, I, I find these language of computers so annoying. You know, it, it is annoying. You know, like, I, it's not a topic like when I see the kids in, in the classroom with their devices, because they all have devices, and they open their computers and they start playing games instead yeah. of learning. I feel like throwing out that computer on the wall, you know, because I'm old-fashioned. I know I'm old. Yes, I cannot change that. But I like hard copies. I like pencils. I like paper. And uh, I don't know. I need to work on that. I need yeah, to I talk to my psych uh, psychologist. To I don't like, uh, I like pencils and paper too. I was about to say uh, that. I, I think I'm old too. You are old too then. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I like, I'm getting used to, like I'm training myself to not use as much paper anymore and pencils just because then I have things accessible uh -huh. and yes. I don't lose them but it's not my favorite it, it is not your favorite thing and I find no. to have a paper and pencil so enjoyable I feel that it's the real deal and uh, exactly the book is the real deal like uh, you know yes. like a book you know pages you know like you know it's so it smells wonderful. like book Yes, yeah. it's not something I, that... I'm used to the, the Kindle now. Uh, I'm used I to the Kindle now, yeah. But yeah. when I, I'm reading, like, books like this, you know, I, then I like having the actual book. Which one know. is that one? Verbally? Uh-huh, Kindle? Um, yeah, this is Understanding the Child's Temperament. Okay, that's a mom stuff. Understanding oh, yeah. a child's <laughs> temperament? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but actually, I have all these few, like, these I got from a friend of mine, Daily Relaxer. Let me see, the Daily Relaxer. That's cute. Yeah. I like it every day. Yeah. I, 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 have a, I have a project that I've been just, I, I, I need to put it in, you know, to make it happen. But I want to sell my books or many books on Amazon. That's because I have, I have a lot of books in the house. And... Since I work in schools, I have access to a lot of books, brand new books. So maybe that's a business that I can start. That's, you know, that's yeah. what I would like to, to do. Yeah. That's a great you idea. You can do a thrift, a thrift online shopping. Uh, no, they have, they have Amazon sells used books. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that too through Amazon, yeah. Through Amazon to eBay, but I'm really interested in uh, what the Amazon, uh, Amazon offers. A lot of uh, support, yeah. you know, for uh, booksellers. For sellers. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if I happen to become a millionaire, it's not because of uh, teaching. <laughs> it's because of the new business. So maybe... Okay. <laughs> it's good to know I'm currently teaching, so... Something no, but keep it's, in mind. <laughs> it's not because of teaching is a job that requires, a, yeah. it's more like a missionary job than yeah. anything else. And we're actually talking about that. And uh, we got a new call, a new link. Link. Uh, because you were, you were saying that when Lucas was born, you became a teacher somehow. Somehow, yes, I got my license as a substitute teacher. Uh, mm -hmm. In New York City, the requirement to be uh, a, a substitute teacher is for you to have, you have to have a bachelor's degree. So I had a bachelor's degree. I had, uh, at that time, I already had two bachelor's degrees, actually. And I got my license and uh, that's how I started working as a substitute teacher. And, it, you know, it went on for many years, but uh, it worked. You've you know? been doing that for 22 years now. N not really, because remember that I had, I, I tell that I was um, deported by my husband when I had uh, like a, a family uh, problem with the divorce and everything. And I moved to Brazil, remember? Ooh, I don't know. That I was didn't in know it was for department. No, 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 it's a it joke. No, oh, okay. no, it was it wasn't my choice. It <laughs> I was, thought you were serious. No, it was no, it was that the the marriage was already falling apart, mm -hmm. and the idea behind moving to Brazil was to see if I could save the marriage, um, and there is no marriage anymore. <laughs> uh. And uh, going back to Brazil with two kids after so many years was a very difficult experience. I bet. I, I liked it. I liked having Eric around. Yes. Yeah. And I think it we was very together. good for it was very good for the kids. They enjoyed it. They still talk about it. They have this huge connection with you, Andre, because they call the 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 the, the cousins that they were they used to interact. Right, mm -hmm. so that's like a uh, uh, Danielle, Andre, uh, Calvin, Calvin, uh, Matthias, exactly, and then you had Eric and Lucas. So, the five of you, yes. and uh, I think it was a wonderful experience. Yes, in that in that sense, in terms of uh, family connection, language connection, they yeah. both speak Portuguese in a way that it's really unique because people, there is no accent, which is a, you know, it's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. So for those years, you didn't teach. Um, I, uh, yes, or I didn't teach. Maybe four, five years? Um, what was that? You know, it, it, for the kids, it was three years. And for me, I would count it as two years because I came back mm -hmm. and uh, I wasn't in Brazil for three years straight. I, I came back, I worked for a couple of months and then I went back to Brazil again. So it was like, a, you know, a crisis back and forth. Okay. Yeah. 
But what, what did you learn being a teacher for all those years? All these years, including yes, now? Just, including yes, including now. Just like okay. the, the top three things that. But I really... think is the, the uh, teach, teaching, I think it's just like the, you know, the hours of the day, you don't really see it passing. But when you less expect this nighttime, you know, like uh, it passes by you, like learning is a process. I always tell the kids like uh, use uh, analogies, like uh, if you take a glass of water and you start dropping water on a glass of water, on a glass, you don't really think that's gonna be filled with water, but it will eventually. So, you know, like that's the, that, that's the way that I see learning. It's a process. There's no magic pill. There is no such a thing as, oh, when, when am I going to learn English? When am I going to learn this? I don't know. It, it, it's a process that it's individual. It's like a unique for each person. Yeah. What about right. accent reduction? Because accent. you're, yes. Is there a way to um, work on it? I, I think this is something that goes with um, the, the fact that some people, I think, I think it's also personal, like it depends on the, the age, right? Because you're dealing with the muscles of your throat. So the younger you are, the easier it's going to be for you to, to not to have an accent. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I'm working with adults, I always tell them, do not worry about your accent. Accent is not a major problem. Speaking um, uh, broken English is a problem. Yeah. And I always tell the students, and I use the Asians in terms of Chinese and, and Japanese people, because they have, uh, most of the, those people, they have an accent, right? When they speak, but their writing and their, you know, their grammar is correct. So the accent is not a problem. I don't think that having a, an accent when you speak a language is a problem. Speaking mm -hmm. it incorrectly, that's a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, there is a big difference. Like uh, when I tell the kids, don't worry about names, names of people. You don't need to know how to say people's names because uh, we, in, in our case here, we are going to have people from all over the world. Don't worry about names of uh, places because this is very specific. But if you know how to spell and you know your letters, you can spell correct, you will provide the information. So I think knowing the, the, the language sound, you know, the language, the, the letters, you know, I always teach the kids, the, the, even the adults, not the kids in school because by, in, in, in middle school, you, you have to use whatever they are learning in class to, to help them. But I always talk about sounds, phonetics. I always talk about phonetics with my students. The letters have names and they have sounds. And you need to understand the difference. The vowels are very powerful letters. I always tell them. And I tell them that the letters, the vowels will have two sounds right? Short and long sounds. That's why it, 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 English is so, you know, unique. It, and, uh, and English has a lot of, um, uh, what is it that it's like exceptions. So yeah. many exceptions, that's crazy, you know, so they need to uh, understand that. 
And one thing that I think is important is that um, uh, when I'm teaching adults, I think it's important to teach them survival sentences. You know, sentences, uh, you know, complete sentences. Uh, my name is dot, dot, dot. I always use dot, 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 because it's the dot, you know, like ellipsis, you know, dot, dot, dot. I live in dot, dot, dot. That's the first day of class. We talk about sentences right there because these were survival skills. My telephone number is dot, 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 right? They need to know this because of, because they are like, they come as immigrants and they are going to be exposed. They will be in places. So the spelling of their names, very important. Even if they don't know all the letters, they need to know the letters of their first and last name. Yeah. For example, yeah. and then I move on to the most important verb in the language, which is the be verb. Mm -hmm. I usually do not teach like uh, uh, idiomatic expressions. I don't think this is important because not it's when you very, very, very subjective. Yeah, very and subjective. It's when you and you live there, you expose to them. I and think it, when you it, are it, in the other country, it's kind of interesting to learn them and to see them it's, because it's it's, it's, it's it, it, yeah it, but but it, yeah but uh but it, it here makes you no expose to them yeah yeah but even 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 as a as someone that lives in in the united states i do not use idiomatic expressions you know like i when i read books english books esl books sometimes in my the the books that i use uh, and my at work, I don't see idiomatic expressions. You know, that's the funny part of it. You know, some books, some some publishing companies have what do you chapters call it for in, that. Which which expressions are you talking about? I'm talking about oh, it's raining cats and dogs. Oh yeah. No. no. Yeah. No. You know, yeah. uh, it cost me a leg and an arm. What? You know, yeah. this book costs me a leg and an arm. It's like, what, a leg and an arm? Like, you know, a leg and an arm. So it makes no sense. It's like you in know? Portuguese, we have, cost me an eye. Cost me an eye, uh, uh, yeah. Really? There is that expression in Portuguese? Kind of uh, like that. Uh, yeah, because if you're, you know, like, um, you, uh, academic, I think uh, you have to learn is social English. And uh, this, these yeah. are two different things. Uh, social English, most people need social English, which is basic interpersonal communication skills. Most of people learn it very quickly, but academic English is com more com complicated. When you read long passages, when you need to comprehend, you need to really uh, use the language to write sentences. So these are two different things. When so you have with to the take adults, TOEFL. The TOEFL exams, exactly. Yes, wow. yes. To just to, about the Brazilian expression, it's not cost me an eye. It's something like, it's the eye in the face. It's eye in worse. the face. Yes, yes. It's like a, in a Portuguese. What is that? Yeah. Yes, what is that? Oh, 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 yes, okay. I like to I say. Think, I was like, what translation he's making? Yes, I can't yes. You know, one one expression. That's the thing about expressions. Yes, one yes. Brazilian expression that I love to say that make you know I, I like to 
to say it. It's a Brazilian expression. Take your little horses out of the rain. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. But there is one about the, the cage, you know, like, you know, there are expressions. But are to tell you the truth, at work, you know, on my my daily, you know, uh, routine, I don't hear, you know, these things like that much. Maybe no, in no, other no. states. Right? Maybe like out of the blue. you Out hear. of the blue, yes. Yeah, like the, you yeah. hear that. Yes, and a leg and an arm cost me a leg, a leg and an arm. A leg sometimes. and an arm. Yeah, yeah, but, but uh, not I that think, many others. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. I thought you were talking about more expressions like slangs or expressions that a are slang. more used like nowadays. That's why nowadays. I was like, oh no, what are you no. talking about? Because no, there are some uh, yeah, what, one especially one thing... entertainments are very common. Like, yes. thank God it's Friday. For example. thank God, oh, happy Friday. Or hashtag, ha you know. Hashtag, yes. Yeah. So these, yes. Uh, for example, uh, yesterday I was with a fifth, a sixth grader, and I, 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 we talked about the word like, and then he said gustar, because he's from Colombia. I said, okay, but like can be when you are trying to explain something like this, you know, like that, like, like, like. So that's a word that's going to be used in different ways. So then that's different, you know, then it's very important to, yeah. to show, yeah, to, to teach them the, the differences. Yeah. And, uh, but those idiomatic expressions, mm. I personally think that it's, very complex because it's very abstract, like the the eye and the face, whatever. Yeah, and and and, and that's not going to help uh, uh, someone who's trying to Learning. use the language. And Nick yeah. loves the expressions in Portuguese. He's always like, "How the heck does that make sense?" It's like it doesn't. It doesn't. Like how like, how the heck uh, traveling yes, in the for, mayonnaise. For example, how the how, heck what yes. does that even mean traveling in the mayonnaise yes daydreaming exactly <laughs> daydreaming exactly. makes sense yes yeah <laughs> traveling in the mayonnaise uh, what like one thing yeah yeah uh one thing that i say for example oh you don't want to use the f word i think this is important f word i don't know if you know this andre mm -hmm. or oh, the n word you know, yeah. it, so these we say F word, N word. So you don't want it. the letter in itself means something that you need to know what the F means. You need yeah. to know what the N means, meaning yeah. the F is a bad word. F Especially -E for someone who lives in Brazil, who the N word is not exactly uh, is uh, not strong. used or. Exactly or understood received yeah the same way. received yeah. the culturally speaking yeah you don't want to yeah. use the you cannot say negro nigger here yeah that's sure. the n-word so you know that's you don't want that so these yeah. these are things that i uh then i say that to the students that i do you yes. know because that's part of uh uh it's important so i try to go with what in my view as a teacher and that would make benefit you know their lives and yeah. i also tell them that um in the classroom i tell them okay guys uh we have five hours to work we are going to have a 15 minutes uh, break in between but i'm gonna try my best 
during this time to teach you as much as I can. So I'm not going to be like fooling around and just pretending to be, you know, because you can kill time, you know, as much as you can, as you, you know, some people do that. And my, I, I put myself in their feet. So that's an expression that's important to put yourself, you know, in their feet, which is, I don't know if we have that in Portuguese. Yeah, mm. we do, but not we as do. an expression like that. Yeah. So, I, yes, in Silvuga, right. So, place, I, yeah. I, I think, you know, the fact that they took the time on a Saturday to go to school is a major decision. And it's my responsibility to use that time in a way that will benefit them the best, you know, the most. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and that goes ethics. for work ethics, yeah. definitely work ethics. And uh, with the middle school students, they have things to complete and they have their devices, their computers. And then what they do is they copy and paste whatever, <laughs> anything, and they put on the answer. And then I tell them, look, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're not being a scholar. They use this the word scholar a lot here. Now it's new, not a student, a scholar. And the device, he's banging the device on the wall. And I said, do you know that that device was provided to you free of charge? But the device, the computer does not belong to you. It belongs to the city. And you're breaking that. And you're coming from a country like Honduras uh, that you've seen poverty. You've seen that and you do not value what you have. So I think teaching goes in many ways. It's not just teaching the language. You know what I mean? Like uh, mm -hmm. I try to teach them life, life skills too. That's awesome. And with all the experience you have, you've seen thousands of students. Yes. And is there any pattern that you could observe between the ones that learn and the ones that don't? Just of maybe course. like some some major clear. traits. Clear, yes, what, clear as day mean? and night. Even on the first time, like the first day that the student comes to class, I can see clearly that even if you are an adult, it doesn't mean that you don't have a if you don't have, you don't have a disability, a learning disability. So that is going to reflect in your learning of a second language. That's number one. If the, the, the adult or the, the student uh, or child has a learning disability, it has nothing to do with the language, but that's going to affect his ability to learn the language. You know, you have students here that are, they have in Brazil, I don't know if they have that, probably in private schools, they have special education, you know, like uh, Mariana. Um, mm -hmm. by, she sister works with sister-in-law. She works with uh, students with some um, autism. autism. So you have the uh, 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 students that have these uh, uh, learning uh, disabilities. So these students are going to have a hard time with the language. That's one group. Another one, you have a group that they're called SIF, Students with Interrupted Formal Education, S-I-F-E, SIF students. These are students that they started going to school, but then they stopped. In some countries, they don't, it's not like an obligation for them to go to school. So students with interrupted education, 
if you're going to try to learn a language, you're going to have a problem. Or students that the more education the student had, the easier it is for the student to, to learn in terms of adult, adults, because they learned how to learn. Oh, Some people awesome. don't know how to learn, you know what I mean? And I, the, the group that I worked from, you know, that I, that I felt was the most interesting was when I worked with adults from West Africa. These were illiterate students that never went to school in their lives. So they took, I'm trying to get a notebook here to give you an example. Uh, for example, they, these are uh, Muslim people, most of them. So they, the, the, the little, you know, women never learned anything, but the male, the, they learned some Arabic. So they would start writing from the back, you know, like Japanese, mm -hmm. from here to here. Mm -hmm. Or a student, like if you or anybody would open the book this way, right? Anyone would open the book this way. They would open the book like this and upside down, like this. So they don't have, they, they didn't know that the red line is a reference for you to start writing. They would open the book this way and they would start writing in the middle of the sentence, you know, like words, but they would write just like, you know, like just big letters and going this way as if they are kindergartners because they were kindergartners or little kids because they were never in school in their lives. Does it that make was teaching harder? Definitely, because I had to give them the letters and teach them the letters, uh, little cards with letters and teach them, this is the letter A, this is the letter B, this is an uppercase letter. This is an alphabet. Exactly, yes. So I would have to literally teach them from scratch uppercase letters, lowercase letters, or capital letters, you know? But they didn't speak English. They and... spoke English, many of them. Okay, because my question because... is going to be about that. Like, how do you do with a person that doesn't speak any English, neither Spanish nor Portuguese? Mm -hmm. How do you teach do... them something? Okay, uh, that's a very interesting, very good question. I usually, what I do is, for example, um, I give them basic words such as, for example, let's say if we were going to, I give them fruits, names of fruits, apples, bananas, and let's say grapes. And then I write a sentence, I like, for example. Then I say, I like grapes and I have a picture of a grape. So then, then we give the grapes, we have a picture of the grape with the name. And then I say, I like grapes. And then the other student will say, I like bananas. And then the other student will say, I like whatever, you know? And then the other student, the one that doesn't know anything will pick something because he will know that that's a fruit. Okay. Okay, that's with the visuals or make, make categories of places. One thing that I like to teach students is uh, the, 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 the the, the concept of nouns, vocabulary, okay? Places, people, and things. So we make a table and we put places, people, and things. And then I complete that table. So for places, we're going to put church, 
we can have a picture of a church, a school, uh, whatever, a house. That's a place for things, anything, a pen, a pencil, or a bottle. So these are things. Paper. Metal pencil. Paper. Paper, yes, a pen, right, and a bottle, just things. They, they, I can elicit that from them. It's very audiovisual. Lots of yes, yes, and then I can say, for example, this is only. This is singular. This is a pen. Nice. This is a bottle, right? And then we go with this is a paper so if you think of my name is i i model my name is rosemary then the other student like you andre you're going to say the same word the same sentence can you please say the same sentence my name is rosemary just kidding no, you probably get that all the time <laughs> yes Yes, and then Deborah would say, my name is Deborah, Deborah. right? And the other student is going to say, my name is dot, dot, dot. That's and awesome. then I say, Andre I was totally daddy student, clearly. That was my student. My yes. name is Rosemary. Yes. <laughs> it uh, was no, it wasn't. Drive the teacher crazy. Yes. Uh, one, one, I, last Saturday, I had one that was very funny. I think it was, I like... Coffee, okay, coffee. coffee, yes. But the student said in a way that it sounded, I like coughing. You know, the coughing mm. is the place, it's like a show. Like you you, yeah, you, put, you, the lie down you put the bed, the coughing. I said, you're no, lying. you don't like coughing. I'm sure you don't <laughs> like coughing, okay? The coffee like is coffee. not a place that you want to go to. Yes. It could also <laughs> be related to cough, right? Like, it could be cough, yeah. yes, yes, yeah, cough. cough. Yes. Uh huh. Things oh, like that. He said coughing. Coughing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and and we. I think it's important to 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 break the ice, right? And then we start mm. laughing. So That's just nice. some comments that I think is kind of cool is that how, like, just listening to. I think she said two things that are so important for who is not in the country learning the language. The first one is you need to learn how to learn, right? That's what you said. Like you need yes. to learn how yes. to Some, learn. And, yes. and that's something I always tell everybody. And it's something that I learned about myself is that I had to identify how I learn better. Uh, exactly. We, we all have we our strategies. Yes. Yeah, because yes. we're so styled on the learning process of schools, for example, especially when it comes to language, and which makes sense when you think in a population, right, in society. Mm -hmm. But if the person who is learning a second language, they need to look at themselves and say, how do I learn? You know, yes, learning some styles. people will learn. Yeah, some people will learn by reading. Some people will learn by right. uh, yes. listening. Some Kin people will learn by doing touching, it. Yeah, by doing exactly. it. Yes. Touching and all that. Touching, so yeah. I think that doesn't change, right? If you are in, in the culture or outside of the culture that you're anywhere, learning language. Anywhere in you, the planet. You need to know that. And the second thing I think that is kind of cool to uh, to point out is the lack of translation. 
So people rely on the translation and you just gave an example of, you can't even translate. You need to actually use no. the pencil. You need models. to use yes. the models. Yes, the models. you use the yes. models, for me, at least, I feel you tend to learn faster because you're not relying on translation that, to it, it understand, it, this to is make that connection. This is fundamental, what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I always tell the students, definitely it is a benefit for me that I know Spanish and I give translations, you know, isolated translations to them. Yeah. But I tell them, please put your phone to the side. You cannot use your brain your brain that knows your part of the brain that knows Spanish is one and you are trying to develop another part of your brain that's going to be the English part of it yeah. you cannot translate imagine if I had to speak and translate everything you into a, that, that 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 that's really, of a really straight line exactly a straight line yeah. so once you learn you have to try to use the language but no translation is very complicated even yeah. if we, uh, when people ask me about things, I say, let me think, because translation is not an easy thing. I have yeah. to think to see what fits better. Yeah. You, there is no like a, you know, like a word by word, you know, yeah. word for word. It, like, yeah. And you probably leave this too now. Um, when you go to Brazil, probably people think that you speak different maybe you're not as much as me because you're still around a lot of brazilians but i was in brazil last time and people are like oh where are you from or something oh, no, 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 and no. I, they do that they do yeah that. and then they're yes. like i get oh, it no but you're not from here country and then they're like oh that's why you speak funny and then speak funny yes and they, like, they, yeah i know it, it, i've had that is, yeah what happened is because we don't learn the language by translating we learned that those languages communicate in such a different way that sometimes when you're trying to communicate something in Portuguese, you're trying to communicate in the same way as in English, but mm -hmm. then you're like, wait a second, it's, it's like- That's not working. It's, it's not, not working. working, you know, like- This is not working. This is going yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and one so, example, yeah, uh, that's funny. It's just I, so hard. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, uh, uh, traveling and I was on this flight I don't know when to Brazil and I said to the um, flight attendant Eu posso ter Coca-Cola regular? She looked at me and she was like Coca-Cola regular? Oh my goodness yeah. yeah but I wanted like a I don't know a common I don't know what what, what that was going like a yeah. coke just the just the coke I don't think they coke. say regular just a normal coke. one Reg, regular <laughs> but, but we I do think say they regular say coke and then diet coke if they want diet, diet coke, coke. Yeah. The, the red coke, one whatever. can I have the red can <laughs> yes yes but people yeah. I I get that sometimes yeah. even in stores they go like you're not from here you're not you're not from here no, yes, I, like, am. No, I am. Yes, I am. I, I am. am. Native I am. speaker, too. <laughs> I am. I am from here. Yes. 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 You're, you're cuckoo. It doesn't yeah. matter where is here. You are from everywhere because you're a citizen I am, yeah. of the world. I, I am a citizen <laughs> so, of the world. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think it's time for us to wrap it up. Um, it was fantastic. I learned so much. And for me, it's... 
I just honor to be here with the two of you speaking English. I never thought I would learn exactly how to speak yes. this thing. Thanks so, to Deborah. Thanks to yes. Deborah. No, thanks, thanks to, to him. Deborah. He's the one who's to him, right? Yes, thanks to Deborah. Yes, but, and but you for me, are, you, were, you were the bridge. You. you were the bridge, Deborah. Right. Uh, I'll That's take what that. I said. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's been and an I honor. Think, thank you. I think no problem. But I would like you to come over and visit us, uh, please, sometime. I really want to. There or uh, Andre. 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 Yes. Yes. Andre. Yes. Yes, you yes. need to try. You need to get a, a visa to uh, what's uh, he has a visa. Camilla, he Camilla, has a visa. he has a visa. Oh, Camilla. Camilla doesn't. Yeah. Camilla needs a visa. We'll work sure. on that next episode. Yeah. We'll record that in person. Deal. That's that's a wonderful thing. Okay, thank you it so was very a pleasure. Much. Okay, yeah, thank stay you blessed. Thank you. Bye. Stay thank blessed. You. Bye bye. Have a good Thanks. one. Bye. Thank you, Deborah. Bye. Thank you, Anne. Bye, bye, Deborah. You're welcome. Bye. God Thanks. bless you. You too.